Fit Fam. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Doc Podcast. So happy that you could be here as we talk about your health and wellness journey, how to be mentally fit and physically strong as we talk about topics that you have said that you want to talk about. We are starting a new year. Everyone says we're starting fresh. So have you found your purpose yet in your life or have you found what your purpose in 2023 is? And we're going to have that conversation with two of my guests who are experts. One is Sonia Davis and Sonia is a mental health uh, therapist and she is going to make sure that we really hone in into who we are. And I like the thing about her is that even though she does the mental health aspect, she realizes the importance of the physical component of your health. And we've done many walks and exercises together, um, especially when the weather is nice. The other speaker that we have is Allison Johnson. And Allison Johnson, she has gone through a lot in her short period of her life. And she's really happy at the point that she is in where she currently does research and programming for BET and has found what her purpose in her life is. And we're going to talk to her. So I like the mix of people that we are going to be working with today. Before we get to that, some of the hot topics out is Amazon is into every single thing from buying products that you need at a moment's notice to having pharmaceuticals that you can purchase. And then now, in case you don't realize it, they've opened up Amazon Clinic. So there's over 32 states so far. New York is not one of them, but you can have virtual visits with a clinician. And in some states, they're gonna be a doctor. Some states, it might be a nurse practitioner. But um, at a moment's notice, you can just log on to Amazon and have these visits. And of course, since they are virtual, and it has to be, of course, in certain states, there are some restrictions. They do not take any insurance at all. It is self-pay. So of course, you know me, I'm always into research. So I went online to see, like I said, New York is not one of the states, but the visits will start anywhere from like 30 to $40. There is a wait period. So automatically when you log in, doesn't have to mean that they come right to you right away. So when I tried the other day, there was like about a three hour wait, but this is just in case you can't get in touch with your doctor, Amazon is an option for you. Um, that's like a really strong topic for me, of course, because, you know, as doctors, I'm like, okay, now you can go to Amazon for everything from your shopping needs to now your health needs, but always check with your doctor first. And one of the things that we're also going to be talking about today is communication. Communication is key because you have to talk to people. You have to interact with people. And what I'm noticing when I talk to my friends who are also in the field, communication has been off with people. People, um, are a lot more passive aggressive. They're not really saying how they feel um, until it's too late. And so we have to pay attention not only to what people are saying, but what they're not saying, their body language. Everyone is under some type of stress and that's from children all the way up to adults um, losing focus. So it's really important that we tune in and pay attention to what people are saying and to what they're not saying. 
And if you have any problems or if you feel that somebody is having a problem with their communication skills, it's always good to just put it out in the open, air it, have the conversation and make sure you move on from where you are. So at this point in time, I would like to welcome Sonia Davy. How Hi, Dr. Michelle. Yes. So she is one of our wonderful licensed medical health counselors who I've worked with before. And I say how we like to exercise together. We do. Yes. But like when it gets cold, we usually don't exercise together because we're not outside. <laughs> We got to work that out. Um, but, you know, thank you very much for being a part of the show today. And I think for me, we're in 2023. People always talking about like, I haven't found my life purpose. And I know last year, part of my Bible study, we talked about your spiritual gifts. So my spiritual gifts, I found out that I was a teacher, a healer, which as a doctor, like that's part of what I do. And, but that's my spiritual gift. Some people feel that they don't yet know their purpose. So I'm coming to you as my expert as to how do we help somebody describe or to find their purpose in life for 2023? Because this is the year that everyone starts like, oh yeah, I'm full of all these changes and possibilities. So what do we say to them, Sonia? Well, first thing is help people to even give themselves permission to think about that. Because a lot of people look at purpose as something that's big and lofty. They look at it as, well, if I'm not a doctor or if I'm not an athlete or I'm not an entertainer, I don't have a purpose. And purpose is not that. Purpose really gives your life direction and it gives it goals. But <clears throat> with purpose, you have to look within. And a lot of people believe it or not, have never given themselves permission to look within and say, what are the things that inspire me? What are the things that I like and love? What are the things, if I had an opportunity to enhance, I could do that. And it can be on a small scale or something on a larger scale, but most people don't give themselves that permission because I have people that are well accomplished and there's more that they want to do, but they're almost afraid to acknowledge that. So I think the first thing is give yourself permission and also be prepared to go within, not from a critical standpoint, not comparing yourself to other people, no comparison, but say, what are some of the things that really, just really make me feel good about doing? Or what are some of the things I would like to do that would enhance the lives of other people? So I noticed behind you, it looks like you have the word dream up. So is it almost like encouraging people to open up and to live out whatever they've dreamed? Because I mean, as a child, I think I was probably like around six, seven years old. I said, I wanted to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I wanted to be a doctor is because I had a black male pediatrician who was maybe about a 10 minute drive away. He pierced my ears. He pierced my mom's ears first. So those experiences sort of shaped me as to like, wow, this is like a really nice experience. I mean, you know, he makes me feel better. I can, you know, get my ears pierced. You know, my whole family can come here. 
that I think encouraged me to dream and to see myself like, wow, I can actually become a doctor and open up my own practice and be like Dr. Branchy because that is what he did. Mm-hmm. So how do you encourage people to have that dream that they can actually make a reality? I love your example because I actually created a workshop over 20 years ago. I used to teach to parents in the DOE public schools, and it was called Catch a Falling Star, Motivated Youth to Greatness. And what I used to teach parents were to look for those things in their kids to help them give them direction. And I would always start off with probably about 10 different people that were highly successful But all of it was at this age, they discovered this. At age 13, they always wanted to do this. At age 60, like even the woman who wrote um, Harry Potter, she knew at age six that she wanted to write. But life kind of deterred her, but she went back to that. So I think a lot of times, and even in my own personal experience, I had to go back to the things that were important to me when I was young. Mm -hmm. I sat with myself. I really, when I wanted to turn my career, change my career, I sat with myself and said, all right, what are some of the things that you like doing that make you feel good? How do you want to motivate other people? And one of the things for me, I was on the cheering squad in high school. So I loved motivating people. I loved, and I connected that. I loved motivating. So one of the reasons I'm a life coach as well, because that's what I, I love to make people feel good mm-hmm. and to feel like they can do it. That go team, go spirit, mm-hmm. that has never left me. So I've applied that to things that I do in my career. But I had to, again, like I said earlier, sit still and say, okay, this is what I don't like doing. Let's spend some time to really identify the things I love to do. And how can we break this down and maybe look at attaching it to a career? But I was going to say, but with you, like, I think you're also a self-starter in a way, but not everybody has that. So Mm -hmm. I'm seeing, like, and I'm also hearing it from other people is that we have people that are going through the imposter syndrome and then we also have people who are quite quitting Mm -hmm. so how do we sort of deal with those two aspects with people and as we're still trying to find out who i am and what is my purpose because if i'm going through imposter syndrome you know what like well i'm a doctor but maybe i'm not good enough to be a doctor or maybe I really shouldn't be a doctor. I should go and do something else. So how do we work with that? Well, now we're in a great age where co- there are coaches now. Mm-hmm. Like every com- company's organizations or even on your own, you can hire someone to help you with this. If you don't have all the answers or you may not even know what questions to ask yourself, mm-hmm. there, are, there are career counselors, coaches, There are life coaches. There are different types that can help you in that transition. We no longer have to be stuck in those transitional periods. And you may not know all the answers. One thing you do know is you want to change. You Mm -hmm. want something different. And you may not be exactly clear what that is, but maybe if you're in a position to work with someone, they can take you through a series of exercises. I know someone whose job was folding. Mm -hmm. And they had a really prominent position. And they told me they never even liked the position. The only thing they liked was the paycheck. Their job provided them with an executive coach. And that coach probed them in ways that they never asked them really simple questions like, what do you like? And they never even, as smart as this person is, Mm -hmm. well accomplished, those simple questions they had never asked themselves. Mm -hmm. Now they transition to a business they absolutely love. 
So sometimes it, getting outside help is fine. And help doesn't necessarily mean a therapist, but you can get a coach. There are a lot of these different online as well, you know, online or in-person people you can work with that can help you to ask questions and develop a plan that you, you would not be able to do on your own. So now, do you think that would also help in a case if someone is quietly quitting? And also, if you could explain what quiet, quiet quitting is. Actually, quiet quitting has been going on for a long time. And it's really people giving their job some boundaries. And they're not going to do no more than what is basic, than what's minimal. They're giving them minimal effort to work. They are not embracing that hustle culture, where the hustle culture was you were working above your, you know, your health above your family, everything, work was priority. The quiet culture is like, no, 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 no. This is all you're getting from me today. And now I'm going out for a walk. They are not doing it. Now, some of it can be a little extreme, but that is basically what it is. And it's actually been going on for a long time. It's just that Gen Z is talking about it. <laughs> so now we have a label. <laughs> we have a label. A label with the boundaries. So exactly. now, now, in this age of with the quiet quitting, imposter syndrome, how do we encourage people to find the joy in their life? Because, you know, I talk about, I spend so much time indoors working that the moment I can get outside and just, I don't care. Like if it's cold, if it's snowy, I just want to be outdoors. I know what makes me happy. But how do we encourage people to find what makes them happy? Because they have to still go back to their job, go back to their family. What do you say to them, Sonia? I've definitely have had to help clients understand the importance of a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are frustrated. We have to look at work-life balance as medicine. It's not optional. It really isn't. Taking the time, whether it's like you say, going outside, and there's so many physical benefits of doing something as simple as going outside, mm -hmm. that's necessary. When you go outside, when you get some air, these types of things, I tell all clients, taking a walk is medicine. Watching something that makes you smile, that's medicine. If you're using an adult coloring book as a form of a stress reliever, that's medicine. These are things that people have to not look at as optional. And I always tell clients, these the things that you're going to discover for your individual wellness, they're personalized, but they're necessary. They are very, very necessary. We can't make those things seem like, well, maybe I'll do that in a few weeks. No, no, no. What are we going to do today that's small and small? but important for your total well-being. And now can that tie, finding the joy in the life tie into your purpose? And can your purpose for each year change or even month to month, can it change? It can, it, your purpose can be enhanced. I mean, there are certain, certain people where there's just certain things they like to do and that's all, and that's a part of their purpose. But I think it can you can have different periods where there's certain things you're doing for a while because it's what feels good to you and you're influencing other people, enhancing someone else's life, or then you can switch to something else. Because for a season, I was working in a homeless shelter. I was doing volunteer work. I was involved with the help with the shelter system for off and off for 15 years. And that was something I knew was purposeful. It was something I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I did it for work for a while also, but for a long time, I was volunteer. And then that chapter closed during the pandemic, and now I'm on to some other things. So yes, you can do that. You can say, this is what I'm enjoying right now. And then when it's time for something else, give yourself permission to discover what that other thing is. 
And you know, but the thing is that I'm finding is people aren't necessarily open to that. Like we're sort of rigid. Um, I'm happy where I am, quote unquote happy, when when you talk to them, they're not happy. And, you know, I'm not going to say toxic people, toxic environment, but sometimes you have to help them to figure out, okay, this is where you are right now. This doesn't mean where you need to stay. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying quit your job, but figure out what else you can do to make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. Because even like I'll have a patient that'll walk in the room and you can tell when the energy is off. And nowadays, a lot of it is off. There are days where I feel I spend more time counseling somebody than really mm-hmm. trying to help them with, you know, the hypertension that they came in with. And, but it's a, because everything sort of ties together. And that's why we talk about being mentally fit, physically strong, because everything ties into yeah. who you are. You can't talk about one aspect without not talking about the other. And that's why I really enjoy the relationship we have because, you know, I'm talking about staying health, healthy, mentally, physically, spiritually, sexually. And then here you are doing basically the same thing from your lane. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do we do with those toxic people that we have in our workplace or we might even have in our family? How do we deal with that? One of the things, sometimes the person may need to even embrace therapy, like the individual is dealing with these types of people because you cannot change the people. And sometimes for a season, you may not even be able to change your environment, but you need to be able to develop the stamina to be able to endure it until something does change. Mm-hmm. People are stuck for a number of reasons. Sometimes, again, like you said, a simple conversation can get them unstuck. But I find that some people have a lot of things that hold them. They're paralyzed by fear, by some other layered things that they're not aware of. Mm-hmm. The imposter syndrome definitely has them paralyzed. So if being open to whether it's a season of therapy is not a bad idea. Because again, sometimes it's a lot deeper than they realize. Mm-hmm. And I agree, you know, definitely it all ties in because they come to see you, the stress is high, but even managing stress. And now is a big thing for a lot of people learning how to transition through all of what we went through and managing the stress. And if they need the assistance of a mental health professional, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yes. And I was going to say, and I think that also ties into your purpose, because if you're stuck with in a certain environment, you're never going to find your purpose because you're hearing the negative voices. You're feeling the impact of the environment that you're in. And I think it's key. And I mean, there are some patients still come in. They're like, yeah, you know, Dr. Reed, um, I started seeing that therapist that you told me about. I'm like, great. And so how's it going? Because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're depressed or you're anxious. I mean, we all go through things. And if you didn't go through things, something during COVID, I think something's wrong with you and you need to get emotional. Right. Exactly. Because, <laughs> I mean, everybody, you know, felt the impact yeah. and still feeling the impact. Mm-hmm. So I think, I guess with you, Sonia, I just want to say thank you for everything that you do. I know it is not easy, especially now being a mental health provider. But I thank you for being there because I know you guys have packed schedules just like me as a doctor and everybody is going through something. And I want to make sure that you continue to take care of yourself, too, because we need you mm-hmm. past this, past 2023 um, for future. And we're going to make sure that everybody knows how to reach out and get in contact with you. Thank you. So you can follow me on Instagram at Sonia Davy. I keep it really simple. 
You can follow me on my um, my website, which is sonyadavy.com. Twitter, Sonya Davy. It's all Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Sonya Davy Wellness. Just go to my website. You'll find all the information. But thank you. And thank you for what you do as well and for recognizing the importance of what I call mental wellness, which is the health of the mind and body. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, as always. So as you see, everybody is going through something. It's important for you to reach out for your mental health and your wellness and to just sometimes, I mean, we always talk about checking in on other people, but make sure you check in on yourself first before you venture out to other people. I think that is very key. It's very key that you know one of the reasons why you might have been placed on this earth and, and every year and sometimes month by month, your purpose might change. Oprah started out as a news reporter. And I'm pretty sure that she probably didn't even think that her life would be where she is. Like people are like, well, what did Oprah say? Like, can I get my book? Matter of fact, can I get my book on Oprah? <laughs> because once Oprah says that something is a good read, you know, it's it becomes a good read. So Oprah has gone from being a newscaster to having her own show to now having her own network. Um she's truly an inspiration and she seems like she's maintained being humble and kind and full of love and light, which is something that I encourage other people to seek in their life as you are looking forward to finding your purpose in, in, in your life. I think our next guest is here, um, Allison Johnson. How are you doing, Miss Allison? Good morning. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I am fine. I am fine. So as we are talking about purpose today, you were one of the people that I thought about. Um, we just heard from Sonia Davey. And she was talking about finding your purpose and also being open to having an, a health coach or a life coach to help you with this journey because, you know, so many things are going on. And I think it's important that we talk about it. Definitely. So since you are here, let's talk about purpose. So do you feel that you have found your life purpose or has your purpose changed as you've gone through different things? Because I know you, you're you from New York and then you were in D.C. and then you're back in New York. Sort of describe what you've gone through. I'd say purpose is something that's constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. um, I have a great career that I really enjoy, you know, you and your husband, we always talk about what's happening in media and the television landscape. So I do have a great sense of purpose in terms of what I do professionally. I think I'm always looking for the next opportunity to reach out and to help someone else achieve whatever their purpose is. So I think that's, that's a part of of my journey is really working with others and looking to help them um, achieve things that make them happy and make them centered and grounded. So now, since you've said that, have you ever been in a situation where you've had imposter syndrome? 
and be honest, Allison, because nobody's life is perfect. Because I know sometimes, like, you know, I'm like, okay, why did I become an entrepreneur? (laughs) I don't don't think I've, I've ever had that. I recently learned what imposter sin- syndrome was mm-hmm. and i don't think i've ever experienced that okay okay that that's even better then so then that means you are truly in line and happy with where you are in your career then yes i mean i've i've had you know highs and lows i've i've um started this journey in media probably more than 30 years ago. I've learned a lot about the business. I have, like you said, I have moved and worked in other other cities and that was that brought its own challenges. Mm-hmm. I've had positions that were um I've lost, you know, mm-hmm. due to downsizing at companies and you know, I had to learn how to navigate getting back on my feet, having lost, you know, positions, working with different companies. I've returned to companies that I left that I thought I might never return to, but it just, it just happened that, you know, I'm back in that space and I really enjoy what I do. I feel that I bring value to my team and to um, the corporation. I help to Highlight. I, I do a lot of research. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a research director at a major cable network. And in part of doing that research is really helping the network to understand how to navigate as we move forward, because the media landscape is constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. So as it evolves, I have to evolve. I have to learn new technologies. You know, streaming became a very big um, entity during COVID. You know, we had to learn what that meant um, to the business and how we navigate through that. So, um, yeah, but I, I feel that I'm in the right place for right now. Yes. So now how do you encourage other people to find that right place and their purpose um, when things are ever changing? I mean, because thanks to technology, I mean, I'm finally seeing you because I haven't seen you and I don't know, like, how long? And because you're busy, I'm busy. And then right. how do you, like, how do you do that? How do you encourage people? Um, I think you have to find something that makes you happy. You have to enjoy the work that you do. If you're in a position where you're not finding any type of fulfillment or um, you're not enjoying what you do. I mean, and there are going to be days. I mean, let's be real. You don't love it every single day, but overall, the majority of time, you have to enjoy what you do. You have to look at um, what you're doing and see that you're bringing value Mm -hmm. um, to the organization, to your colleagues. You know, you need to encourage them. They need to be an encouragement to you. So I think if you are in um, that type of role, I think you'll, you'll, you'll find your purpose. So it's more so, I guess, being fulfilled where you are and also knowing where you are appreciated or not appreciated. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess, and that sort of aligns with you finding your purpose as things come along mm-hmm. the way. So now with everything going on, how do you maintain your mental health and also your physical health? Well, prior to COVID, I would say um, I maintain my mental health by going on vacation. <laughs> I haven't been able to travel as much as I would like to, but I find pleasure in simple things, whether it's listening to music, which I really enjoy, whether it's um, enjoying a really good meal, you know, dining out with family, with friends. Um, I do enjoy swimming. And yes, we've had some really good times, you know, swimming. I'm hoping to get back into that because it there's a release. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're exercising, there's definitely um, an emotional release mm-hmm. that helps you to um, push a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you find yourself ch- challenged and then you meet those challenges, you're like, huh, I didn't know I could do that. One of the things that why I like Sonia, I like you is because both of you have found that balance and you've tied in the mental health component, but then also the physical component. Um, Haven't gone swimming with Sonia, but I've been swimming with you and, you know, and in the water definitely is a release in a way of calming you down and, you know, giving you a different level of freedom than when I'm walking on the beach or when I'm exercising or even, you know, riding my bike or running. So, um, you know, those are things that I guess I would want people to make sure that they find their peace and their purpose Mm -hmm. by just doing a deep dive into who you are and where you are at the moment. So I thank you so much, Allison, for being a part of the podcast today. And we're going to make sure that everybody knows how to find you on social media. So that way they know how to find their purpose and even for them to get in contact with you, you know, in case they would like to have some coaching with you. That that would be awesome. I'm happy to, you know, reach out, to encourage, to inspire Um, I think, you know, when you've been afforded certain opportunities to, um, develop and to grow, you should definitely want to share that with others so that they reach what, what makes them happy and what brings them joy. You're listening to the Fit Doc Podcast with Dr. Michelle Reed. As many of you know, this is my favorite segment. It is in real life. I've already taken off my stethoscope. But as a mom, I almost totally blew the college drop-off and the move-in day. But it wasn't my fault at all because there are some things that I can't control. Um, I made sure that before we went on vacation that everything was packed up. Um, It was distributed to the aunts and uncles on both sides of the family because they were going to be meeting us on campus with everything that we needed for move in. But the one thing I couldn't control was the airlines. Our flight, rather our connecting flight from vacation, just with my husband and I, because we decided to take a little later flight than my son the day before we were to move, that he was to move in. Um, But little did we know that our connecting flight 
they did not hold our connecting flight for about seven or eight of us on the plane. And what that meant, there was no other flights out from JFK nor LaGuardia for that moment that could get us that night into our college town for my son. I didn't panic. Somebody else on the other hand was flipping out. But not me, because I had faith. I knew everything was going to work out. And guess what? It worked out because the next morning we caught our flight. We got onto campus. My son was completely moved in. Even boxes and bags and everything, like garbage, was all out of the room. Best move-in ever for a child. Thanks to the aunts and the uncles. And that's why it's so important to be nice to your family. Gotta love it. In real life, fit.michelle Reed. Fit fam, thank you so much for tuning in today to hear from our two lovely guests, Allison Johnson and Sonia Davey. Wisdom is key, and you heard from both of them. Finding your purpose is a journey for you where you have to be open to all possibilities. Seek the support of someone, find a life coach or an executive coach, maybe even a coworker who looks happy in their job because it's about getting the fulfillment that you need, not just from work, but also from your family and from what you put out into the universe. Wisdom is always key and each of us can make a difference. And it's important that you remember that and find what it is that makes you happy and be open to any type of lifestyle change or any place that life can take you. Because all because you're here in this state doesn't necessarily mean that this is where you're going to end up for the rest of your life. So welcome to 2023 Fit Fam. Make sure you tune in next time for more inspiration. And as always, comment, like, and share the podcast with your community, your family, your friends, your coworkers, and even people you don't like, because we can all use some inspiration. And until next time, please stay healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, and sexually. Thank you.